You're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Every three months, the New Zealand police release a map showing the ratio of drugs found through wastewater testing across Aotearoa. Figures for the first three months of the year indicate that people in the south, specifically Dunedin, are consuming MDMA at a rate significantly higher than the national average. Wastewater from the greater Dunedin area is treated at the Tahuna plant. MDMA made up 82% of all the drugs that were detected there. The next highest proportion was found in Queenstown, with MDMA making up 66% of all the drugs detected. The wastewater results for the southern district are quite different from the rest of the country, where methamphetamine dominates the statistics. Wastewater from the northern Waikato had methamphetamine make up almost 100% of the drugs detected at the end of 2021, while the southern district had the lowest amount of per capita methamphetamine use out of any of the 10 police districts. Out of the four wastewater testing sites in the south, only Invercargill indicated more methamphetamine than MDMA was being consumed. In Invercargill, 74% of drugs detected were methamphetamine, by far the highest out of all the four areas sampled in the south. On the topic of drug trends, I spoke to Sam Lasham, the founder of the New Zealand chapter of Students for Sensible Drug Policy, a global organisation working to end the war on drugs through education and the promotion of harm reduction. Sam and I talked about some of the risks associated with MDMA use. Sorry, Sam and I talked about some of the risks associated with MDMA use among the student population of Dunedin, the future of drug trends and drug policy, and also some of the stigma that surrounds the prominent drugs found across Aotearoa. Here's our conversation. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? Thank you for joining. Yeah, good, good. Cheers, mate. Sam, every three months, the New Zealand police release a map showing the ratio of drugs found through wastewater testing um, across Aotearoa. Uh, Figures for the first three months of the year have indicated that people in the south, specifically in Dunedin, are consuming MDMA at a rate that's significantly higher than the national average. What do you have to make of these statistics? Should should they worry us in any way? Um, firstly, it's very much like just due to different demographics. I think the reason it's higher in Dunedin is obviously it's a student city and it is sort of MDMA very much is the drug of choice among students. And then also in the south, we've got Queenstown as well, where there's much more foreign influence and uh, overseas MDMA is obviously obviously hugely popular. So, so there's those, and, and with travelers as well. So there's sort of all those things going on. Um, in terms of its use, I mean, I don't think high use is anything to be scared of as long as it's being done in a safe way. Um, gr- thankfully, we've got brilliant things such as Know Your Stuff going now to make sure people can get it tested and they can do it safely. And yeah, so I think that's, I think that's sort of the main thing. As long as it's been doing safely, it's pretty good. But, uh, how what quantity each individual is doing is obviously important. That's not really something you can tell from wastewater, but that's important research that needs to be done and probably research that's going to start getting covered soon by um, – I'm not sure if you've talked to Jai Wellen. He researches MDMA. Um, I do students' sensible drug policy with him. But he's sort of researching into how people use it and the culture around it, so hopefully he might start to see, you know, is it a case of people doing a lot or is it a small group of people doing a lot or is it a case of just a lot of people doing it? which is an important distinction. And that's just something we don't know. There's just no statistics for that. No, exactly. The only way you can really find that out is going out and surveying people and talking to people. And for quite a long time, you know, it's it's been very hard to actually start looking into that. Mm. 
if the wastewater results tell us anything, it's that students and young people in Dunedin are, are engaging in drug use at a higher proportion than the rest of the country. And that's just a fact. What are some of the, um, you've already touched on it a bit, but can you explain a bit more about like some of the harm reduction initiatives that are in place to safeguard people who decide to use uh, use drugs? And, and as a as the founder of Students for Sensible, Sensible Drug Policy, is it enough? Um, and, and what more can be done? Yeah, definitely. So obviously we've got drug testing going on with Know Your Stuff. They do amazing work. That's the most fundamental thing we've got for harm reduction here is making sure people that want to take MDMA are actually taking MDMA and not accidentally ingesting something else. So that's great. And what often doesn't get talked about so much and is something that both Know Your Stuff and SSDP cover is during drug testing, obviously, it's a legal requirement that Know Your Stuff chats to the person and ensures they know what they're taking, how to use it safely, and sort of educates them on that safer usage. And that's something Students for Sensible Drug Policy also tries to do every now and then, particularly like clubs days and any opportunity we get really to set up a stool or something around a campus as we do every now and then. We just go chat to people and be like, hey, look, this is the best way to do it safely. Um, a huge thing we struggle with in Dunedin is, and, and the biggest harm that comes from all this, this high rate of use in the student culture is frequently consumed in consumption with alcohol. And those two do not mix well. For one thing, taking any kind of stimulant with alcohol makes you feel more sober, which means you drink far more than you probably should. It's far easier to overdose on the alcohol itself. But it also means that a lot of these substances, the safest way to take them is by keeping hydrated. And obviously, as we all know, alcohol does the exact opposite of that, which which further increases the harm. So it's a pretty pretty problematic mix going on. And that's and that's our number the number one thing I I try and well, we try and get through to students. Number one harm reduction tip we can really put through to them is don't mix the two together. So what what more can be done? I mean, if I really wanted to be hopeful and happy and everything about this, I'd be like, well, really, we need to repeal the Misuse of Drugs Act, bring these substances into a legal framework where everybody knows that when they go and buy it, they're buying a good solid product that is exactly what they want. It's in a dosage they know, they know exactly what they're getting and they're told and they're told and taught how to use it properly. And we also have and also they can go to clubs and know that there's people around to make sure they're safe, as we currently don't do with alcohol, rather than them being removed from that safe environment because clubs aren't allowed to have drug users on premises technically. And uh, and being forced to sort of go in places where there's not that oversight essentially so sam the national wastewater testing program it specifically looks for methamphetamine mdma cocaine heroin and fentanyl um and this year neither heroin nor fentanyl were detected in reportable quantities is this a good sign for drug use trends um yeah i mean i'm not sure how much they can detect certainly obviously fentanyl is active in such tiny, tiny doses. So I'm not sure exactly the sensitivity of their tests and how much use would have to be occurring for it to be uh, be showing up there. Um, obviously, we did recently, uh, oh, I want to say a month ago now, have a number of do- overdoses from uh, from fentanyl. And it is something that's caused, I think it's caused more deaths in the States than COVID. Um 
So pretty pretty scary stuff, the, the opioid crisis over there. So it's definitely something we should be worried about, but obviously it's not something that's here at the moment. Um, mm. Yeah, and typically, typically, I mean, when people think of opioids, they typically obviously think of injecting drug use. And here it's definitely more a case that um, people are injecting stimulants as opposed to opioids. Mm. But I think I think we should uh, we should definitely have the ma- we should be starting to put measures in place in case that starts to increase and we start to see more and more of it rather than doing it the other way around and it causing a bunch of harm and that uh, that's spurring us into action. Ambulance, the bottom of the cliff kind of scenario. Yeah, exactly as as everyone's been been saying <laughs> repeatedly recently. Yeah, it's a bit uh, beaten that saying. Eh? Um, just, just kind of on 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 that on that last topic of of what drugs with we we are finding uh, in wastewater and how it's quite specific to the demographic um, and 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 the geography. So MDMA represents the majority of the drugs used in the Southern District, while meth represented nearly a hundred percent of the drug used, for example, in the Northern Waikato. So, so there are different taste preferences and for, for, for drugs all around the country. But I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is categories of good drugs and bad drugs and, you know, safer drugs and less safe drugs. Are they, are they you know, are they arbitrary and unhelpful categories? Or, or do, you, do you think that, you know, it's more concerning that there's such high proportion of meth use in the northern Waikato compared to a high proportion of MDMA use down here? Like, is, is one more concerning than the other? There's definitely, there's obviously definitely a much higher addiction potential with methamphetamine compared to MDMA. And typically due to the context of its use, it does cause more harm to, to the user. And saying that, the idea of good drugs and bad drugs is highly stigmatizing. And, you know, whenever we talk about bad drugs, it almost also starts to flow onto the people that use bad drugs are bad and and then we're far less willing to feel compassion towards those people and to give them the help they need and those sorts of things. So I don't think those those, those terms are very helpful. And it's it's really important to see how much our view of different drugs can be. You know, it's the interesting thing with amphetamines is that you know there's a lot of ADHD medications and things like that that have amphetamine in them. And typically, you know, lower cl- like getting an ADHD diagnosis is highly expensive and complicated. And something that's very difficult for lower socioeconomic people to achieve compared to those with more resources. So, you know, there's this weird thing that I do think a lot of people view methamphetamine as a more lower socioeconomic drug. For most people I've talked about, about the demographics, it's not the case. It's throughout society. But that is typically the view. And those people also, they, they demonize this, this amphetamine type substance, but yet they don't when there's a very similar substance being prescribed in a medical context for for uh, ADHD and ADD and these sorts of things to, you know, more more affluent people, they don't have anywhere near the same view. And yeah, okay, it's, you know, maybe it's them trying to treat something, sure, but a drug is a drug, you know? Like, like why is it that we assume it's, we look at it so differently in such different contexts? And I think that sort of plays into why we also demonise the people that use it and that sort of thing. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.